Hello, hello, hello. All right, everybody. Welcome to Mind Tune Up Time, where every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, I go live, both in the Facebook group and here on Zoom, to uh, tune up hearts and minds one at a time so ideas don't die in hearts, heads, and hard drives. You know, that's really my goal is to make sure that, um, you know, people who, you know, have a desire inside to make an impact to, I mean, everybody on some level may be making an impact on somebody else with what they do, but that your ideas and your dreams and your desires and the things that you really want to do or you create, that they don't die inside your head or inside your heart or inside your hard drive. There's so many out there who are, you know, creating things, but so much of it's done in private. Um, and nobody gets to benefit from it from you, which that may be fine. And if that's working for you, I'm probably not necessarily um, the person. But if you are ultimately wanting to uh, make a living doing the thing that you love or make more income doing the thing that you love, uh, then you come to the right place. Because it is my firm belief that uh, when you get your mind right, everything else falls into place. You know, I think that a lot of people... Um, start things in reverse. They go to the the the, the business. You know, you you go to the tech and tactics actually first. Then you're to the business side of things, and then you go uh, to the mind potentially. And some may never do, uh, but I believe that those that do, that's when you start to see these exponential changes in in people's lives and business, um, because they've ultimately uh, gotten stuck trying to just figure out the tactics and the strategies, because um, you can only go so far with those things. And, and plenty of people have plenty of courses and programs and books with many, many tactics and strategies, and those aren't working for you. And I'm very obsessed with why. Why do you know what you need to do, but you're not doing it? So anyways, that's what these sessions are designed. Typically, uh, the first half of the session is me doing the, the preaching and teaching, as people say, uh, it's solo. And then I bring on one person every Tuesday that I'll do some one-on-one -on -one work with and uh and coach them so you can go to mindtuneuptimelive.com to essentially uh be able to register and join in on these zooms and then that can get you into the facebook group as well and there's information on that website uh about coaching and how if you want to go deeper you can go deeper but these are my my give backs so people can uh get some help and get some support and uh get their mind tuned up so Today, I want to talk about a topic that I find very fascinating. And I actually looked up, there's some website about this, looks European, but um, I was saying entrepreneur versus an entrepreneur, uh, artpreneur, a creativepreneur, uh, but somebody or, you know, simply a creative or an artist. Um, and this aspect that there's, there's various things that I've really been observing when we're looking at the mindset of different people and how there can be people, whatever it is, a coach, a speaker, an artist, who, a designer, a videographer, right? And every, every aspect of these, these different, um, you know, creative ventures, freelancers, you know, people that are out there, uh, there's people that are not making any money doing it, right? There's people who are making a little bit of money doing it, and there's people making a ton of money doing it. But the things that are out there that, get under my skin because there's some people I follow. I don't, I love just about everything that they say. And then there's this one thing, and I don't expect anybody to listen to me to like everything that I say either. Got to have a level of discernment, take what's good and throw out the rest, right? Whatever resonates with you. That's what's most important. But what's interesting is there's, there's so much that I got wrapped around in and there's almost like an untangling of the mind and unprogramming and unlearning, if you will, not that that's fully possible. We just have to, you know, continually focus on other things. 
but this idea of scale and leverage and um, building systems and frameworks or people talking about how to productize you know your business systemize your business um, and what i find is that i'm gonna give you an example just specifically over the weekend i went to the cr uh, craft show with my wife and on either side of us there were people who were crocheting and i don't think what i'm about to say has one single thing to do with age but my wife actually, you know, recognized this today. Now, I'm 35, my wife's 34. The, the girls next to us were like, I think 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. And the lady on the other side of us was probably in her late 50s or 60s. And um, my wife did decent. She didn't do too bad over the course of two days. And then these, the, the gal in her 60s next to us was crocheting and the girls next to us were crocheting. And what I find fascinating is, you know, you learn about the lady who was older, who was crocheting, and, you know, she had so much product that she had created. And over the course of two days, she really didn't sell that much. And her stuff, I mean, wasn't bad. I mean, I, it wasn't like, oh my God, this stuff's horrible. It's ugly. It wasn't at all. But then there, there's these girls next to us. And this was their first craft show ever. First craft show ever. And they didn't really know what they were doing. Found these designs on TikTok, these, these plush things that they created. And they literally sold out almost everything they had, over 100 items in day one. And this was a two-day craft show. Now, it had taken them since July to make all the items that they made to get there. And they probably made somewhere between $1,000 to $2,000 over the course of basically the one day. And then, you know, they stayed up for a few hours. At the end of that day, the first day they were creating some more, one of them, they only had enough for one person out of the three. There was three girls as well. And then um, they made some overnight and then they were making some that next day and they sold everything that they had made in, in like 24 hours. So here was two girls who, three girls who their first craft show in their early teen, you know, early 20s, and they sell a couple thousand dollars while crocheting something. While as the gal on the other side of us probably didn't make a couple hundred dollars. Now, what's interesting is that there's a lot of people at these craft shows that you know, I, I made a post the other day, and this is where I think that there's a fine line with this phrase here. Saw this at the mall the other day when I was walking. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. What the world needs is people who come alive. Now, what's fascinating is that the lady to, to, to the side of us that made a couple hundred bucks who was crocheting and had been in many, many, many craft shows uh and really wasn't selling a lot she was technically doing what made her come alive but people just weren't resonating with it they weren't buying it it wasn't something that was in demand it's a specific audience of people that she was uh in front of while these girls with not much thought process not much you know is this going to work i mean they came in not having any idea if they would sell anything but they sold like wildfire and they're like, well, I mean, we're getting ready to go to college and, you know, I don't know what we'll do too much more with it. So here's people who weren't looking like they were even trying, like they, they, they made something really nice. They made something really nice, but it, you know, they, they, they saw something, they executed it, they showed up, they sold a bunch and now they're like, eh, you know, I don't know. And there's going to be a few, few layers to what I say here. Now the entrepreneur like mind inside of me, sees how 
for them, they're one, their prices probably, which some people around them were saying, oh my God, your prices are too low, right? Well, I mean, you can get too high too. And then they wouldn't have sold anything or wouldn't have sold as much. But so the fact that they sold almost everything over a hundred plus items at anywhere from seven to $20, I think somewhere 25, maybe they probably could have raised their prices a little bit, but now it was taking them an hour and a half plus to make something that was $7 that probably had, you know, 50% cost based on the thing. And then their fees for the credit card transaction, they probably made a couple dollars a pop. So in the big picture, they brought in a couple thousand dollars that probably at the end of the day, maybe four or 500 was left over. And then they got to split that three, three ways. And, you know, the, the gals for probably God knows how many hours they probably made, you know, slave labor wages, you know, now that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. They were doing something that brought them, you know, to, uh, to alive that they were excited about. And they were, they even said, we imagined it was called hooked huggables. They imagined children, you know, uh, squeezing these things. And they literally had kids that came up and, and the mom's like, oh my gosh, um, you know, my, my, my son wanted to tell you what he named his one. And then he comes up, he's so cute. And he's like, you know, I named him Charlie and da, 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 da. And, you know, I'm teaching him how to walk. And it was just, it was I'm emotional guys. So I loved the whole moment. Right. But there's girls that did that crocheting. Here's a lady next to us. I mean, literally eight feet apart and one barely makes a couple hundred bucks and one makes a few thousand. And the one had been making stuff for years. And these girls just learned how to do this in July via TikTok. And this lady had been crocheting her whole life. Now, neither one of them are really entrepreneurs in the big picture of things in the sense that the way an entrepreneur with the business, see a lot of artists and creatives, which I consider myself through my entire career, although I have delegated, although I've had an employees, although I've had contractors, although I've hired people out, I've always hired out what I don't want to do, right? Now, most would say, well, that's what you hire out. Now, I've known people who've hired out what they want to do too, and then they end up unhappy there and, and unfulfilled and, and, and confused. But what happens, and I would ask each of you who are listening on this live right now, whatever it is that you're doing, first of all, if you could post, are you a coach, are you a videographer, designer, like holistic practitioner, you know, what do you do right now as your entrepreneurial side hustle, you're freelancing, you're, you're self-employment. What are you doing? Right now, my question to you after you, after you answer that is if I took that part away, if I took that part away, how would you feel about that? So let me, let me, very, very uh, blatantly for me personally, if I said, you know what, people really love these calls. I don't think I need to do these calls. I could just get some other people. You know, Tashina, she's really inspiring and encouraging and got a lot of energy. She's a lot like me. I bet I could train Tashina. Tashina could start doing these calls. And then probably I could find another 50 Tashinas, right? And now all of a sudden, I've got this whole business running. And here's what I thought about those girls, right? The entrepreneurial brain inside of me goes, oh, my gosh. They got proof of concept. They proved that people, I mean, they were buying them like freaking, it was going out of style on Saturday. And then they pretty much we were out on Sunday. More people were coming back wanting it. And they didn't have it, so they took some custom orders. But like the entrepreneur inside of me, these girls are like, oh, we're going to go to college. We don't really have time for this. We don't really want to do it. And I'm thinking, you got a million-dollar business here. 
right? Now, this is what a lot of people hear with different things, right? They got all these different um, ideas and they're great ideas and they could be these big, huge things. But here's the thing, right? One, either you don't have the mindset also for those gals. I mean, I, you know, and sitting by them, I couldn't get <laughs> full, full thing. We had, we were busy ourselves, but like, you know, there's this aspect if they just view it going, oh my gosh, like this was great. I'm glad people like it, but you know, they still had their parents and people, you know, in their minds thinking, you need to go to college. You need to do this. You need to be practical and, and not seeing that thing through a lens of opportunity, right? That there could be really something there that they liked doing it, enjoyed it. People wanted it. They were buying it. They were making money. Now you've got to figure out, okay, how can we not have this be something where there's not enough hours in a day, right? And really, could they charge substantially more for the same thing? Well, maybe. I mean, certain things have a more difficult time trying to charge two or $3,000 for it relative to others. So these little stuffed things they were creating, I mean, could they have ended up selling them for 80 to 100, 200 bucks? And, you know, and it takes them an hour and, you know, cost them, you know, could they sell something for a hundred that takes them an hour and, you know, uh, it's handmade and, and they still make, you know, $80 off of it, you know, in profit? Sure, right? But here's the thing is that the real, the, like not, not that people are fake or real entrepreneurs, but the people I see who care less about the activity they do it, but rather building a business, something that has the scale and leverage and all that, is they're able to see how they could potentially get that made in various ways. It could be still handmade. Maybe it's, maybe it's people who are retired that make it, or maybe it does get made in China or it gets, you know, it's scale, it gets made because they proved the concept that people like it. Does it or does it matter that it's fully handmade? That's 50-50 depending on a number of variables, but they could potentially save on costs, get it made in bulk, do this and that. They could pay high school students to freaking go to all these different craft shows. And now that stuff could be sold at, you know, craft shows across the United States. I mean, I've seen these kinds of things happen, right? Now, it's the execution that matters there, right? So could these three gals end up having this great name, these great products, and, and literally, quote unquote, even make money while they sleep? Absolutely, right? But it would take a lot of activities that would then take them away from the creation. And what I see specifically like craft shows or with a lot of artists and creators, they love their craft. They love what they're doing. They don't want that taken away from them. That sometimes is their identity, right? Now, there are people who it is their identity. Maybe they're a coach, a designer, a videographer, or whatever, and they start to fall more in love with like, oh, I just like getting the business. You know, I don't need to be the one running the camera or I don't need to be the one editing. And so as a byproduct, they start to put people in place. And now there's, you know, multiple projects happening on the same weekend. But see, the majority of my career, I was very, people wanted me. Now, there were times where I definitely, it didn't matter if it was me or not. I definitely had parts of my career where that was the case. But like a lot of my wedding business, I mean, at the end of the day, I had built a reputation and the people wanted me, but I also wanted to be there. I didn't want to just have and manage a, a, a team of, of, of wedding videographers. That's never really been my thing. But so what I find is, is that there is going to be, at times, you've got to recognize who you are. Can you make shifts? Can you make mind shifts to, uh, you know, do the alternative, which is become and be a blend? Sure. But I find that a lot of people I attract, they love doing their craft. 
And there's a lot of people selling how to scale and leverage and hire and delegate. And then at times you become more of a manager of people than you do actually even getting to do the craft that you actually love to do. And so can you still make a great living? I know many people who are just about solo, quote unquote, entrepreneurs that are ultimately, um, you know, still doing one to $500,000. I mean, there's the rare, rare breed doing more than a million, but like one to $500,000. I have seen many people, they get to do their craft, the thing that they really love to do, shoot, edit, design, write, coach, speak. And they get to be the one doing it. They're not managing a team of people. They don't have a bunch of contractors or employees, maybe a few people, depending on what their offer is. But as a whole, they get to do the thing that they love most, the thing that lights their soul on fire. And I find that through looking back at my career, I've probably had 80% of the people that I have coached up front, 80%. There's the 20%, of course, the 30, 20, maybe 40% at times, but that were making less than $30,000 when they came and worked with me. Now, I don't have too many people that I know that I've coached that actually are like, oh, they've gone to $5 million a year or anything. I think the top one I have right now is doing seven or 800,000. And they didn't break 200,000 for almost 10 years. And then when they did fall more in love with the delegation and the team building and the managing and, and putting other people in place, because this person didn't break the 200,000 uh, because they were the, you know, if you want it done right, you do it yourself type of person, right? And so there's no right or wrong answer to this, right? There's no right or wrong answer to this. Right? You can build an army of people, an arm, a, a, a team of, of people to do your thing. But I think that I find some people are, are buying courses and programs trying to do that. And they haven't even figured out how to make a dime for themselves yet. Right. And uh, yeah, and I, I love that, Tashina. You know, and, and look, I am not saying that that as a byproduct coach with me, I'll never make a million dollars. But what I am saying is a lot of the people I've had have gone from $20,000, $40,000 a year to 140,000, 180,000, 250,000, three or 400,000, 80,000. How life changing is that if you have something you're doing right now that you don't love to do? And, and here's a story that I want to give of somebody specifically that I'm thinking of that I knew for about three to five years who was pursuing specifically a video production company where the question I would ask any of you, if you're not at financially where you want to be, or you still have a job and you're not making any money in the thing that you want to want to be doing, or you're not making the money you really want to do. What are you trying to build right now? What are you really trying to do? And how much of you, how much of the time spent are you outside of your zone of genius? How much time are you spending on things you don't want to do so that then you can end up doing what you want to do? And what I find is you're probably not spending any time doing the things you don't want to do because you don't want to do them. So you don't do them at all. Thus, it turns into what would be a form of procrastination, right? And I know this all too well. So we have to lean into not what's realistic, but in the short term, what's realistic for us, right? And so to me, at times, we're like out of sequence with things, right? I, I was telling somebody the other day this idea that I think there's all about breaking the rules, all about you doing things that have never been done before. But there's this aspect that, you know, 
And maybe some of you know, what's the earliest you've ever heard of a child being able to fully walk, run without falling down? I really don't know, but I would love to see if anybody knows what they've heard in the chat, right? Now, I am not saying, right, nine months, the nine months, okay, nine months right there, right? Um, but what I'm saying is, is that a baby being born to the best of our knowledge, short of technology and major advancements, there is no baby being born that can immediately walk or run. Nowhere ever in all of time has there been a baby that's been born that essentially can immediately, you know, uh, crawl, walk, do anything, right? You, it has to be 100% taken care of actually, right? And then there's some range between maybe eight months to two years, let's just say, where they can start to walk, right? Short of any, God forbid, health, you know, issues or something, but for a healthy, normal baby, it's a eight to two years. So all my thing is to go, well, can we keep pushing that forward? Sure. But if you are at zero, you're at born, then creating such a heavy expectation that you should already be walking or running, it's just going to drive you insane because it's just near impossible, right? But now with somebody that can help you, doesn't mean it needs to take two years. Hopefully we can get you on the earlier part of that spectrum. But it's why we see some coaches and mentors as these major breakthroughs for somebody. What you don't realize, they were already 19 months in, right? And they weren't walking, weren't walking, and somebody comes along and boom, boom, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they're walking, you know, two days later. But they were already on the tail end of when they probably should have anyways. There's some people have already been putting so much work in that somebody could come and make a few mind tweaks, make a few shifts and adjustments, and things become explosive. But here is the thing for this particular person. For five years that I knew them and had an on and off going relationship with coaching, and before I really pushed more in some of my directions that I'm at today, this person was trying to run a full-blown video production company. Always had a job that had nothing to do with video, right? Always had a job that had nothing to do with video. And then essentially... Um, what was I going to say here? So I always had a job that had nothing to do with video, was making about ten dollars to $15,000 a year running his full video production company where he had to find the jobs, sell the jobs, shoot the jobs, edit the jobs, do the whole thing, right? And so um, what happened is I kept asking that question. I've asked all of you, what would, this is just, we live in a world where money is needed to be exchanged. I get it over and over again, I get it, right? But if all the money in the world just came falling in your lap, it would never run out ever again. So anything that you were going to do didn't need to be done for money, for any reason. You could donate as much money as you want. You could hire as many people as you want. You could do whatever you want with your time because your money will never run out. How would you spend your time? What would you spend your days doing? What would your days, weeks, and months look like? Do you have any clarity there? And this particular person, I kept asking that, and it kept coming back to editing. Well, if I didn't need money, man, I just love editing. I wish I could just get paid to edit. That's what he kept saying. But based on the world at large, if one wants to edit, one wants to make good money, right? One wants to scale and leverage. Well, you need a production company. You don't want to just be an editor. You don't be some, you know, only an editor, like only a camera person, only a speaker, only a writer, 
only a designer. You're just a freelancer. Gosh, you need to own a company, right? You don't want to have the company own you. You're going to be trading your time for money. Right? You need something scalable and leverageable. You need to work on your business instead of in your business, right? How many have heard these types of things? Right, scalable, leverageable, work on your business, in your business, right? These, these phrases, these things get thrown around. And I'm very obsessed with the different stages that people are at. And that some people, the lady that cuts my hair, I just got a haircut yesterday. You know, they want her to be a manager so badly. She doesn't want to be one. She owned her own business at once, at one point in time, and didn't really love it. Didn't really love it. And then, you know, uh, get my hair cut at Greg Clips, Dion. She's a rock star. Uh, did my wife's wedding uh, hair at our, at our wedding, and she's just awesome. But like for her, um, they want she they want her to be a manager. She doesn't want to be a manager. She just wants to show up and cut the hair, and then the rest of her life she lives her life and does her thing. And you could sit here and show her how, oh, you can make so much more money if you had your own salon and got other gals to cut hair and do this and do that. She doesn't want to do it. And, and I, I think we have to, to let people, but she's happy, right? I think it's one thing if you're going to complain all day long, then you got to realize there's other ways to do things. Or, you know, you can move to different places. Like there's so many variables here, right? There's so many variables at times. But this particular person, finally, after five years of trying to run the whole show, you know, because that's what he's told he needs to do. And he's never being able to quit his job. He's never really making enough money. I got an audio on Voxer. It's probably, I think it's been about a year ago now. Uh, and he says, man, I, I, I believe, I believe in myself. You believed in me. I believe in me. And I'm an editor. I'm a freaking editor. And he made this like declaration. I'm an editor. I'm owning it. I am an editor. Right. And some could call this luck, serendipity, synchronicity, intentionality. I mean, there's lots of ways to look at it. But uh, magic, whatever you want to say. But within two months of like, he didn't really tell tons of people to the best of my knowledge from my conversations I had with him. He just made this internal declaration. He told me. And within two months, two of his random friends came with editing opportunities for him uh, for full-time editing positions. And um, he went and applied to these few things. And within two months, quit his job, made... Uh, God, I think quadruple the money he ever made, you know, trying to do his own thing on the side, trying to do everything. And this was as just an editor, uh, ended up working on an HBO documentary series as a, a, a assistant editor. I think it was, it made it to like number two or three on, on, um, uh, on Netflix. It was called high score. Then he worked on an HBO series. Now he had been editing for years. But he was also shooting and getting jobs. And, you know, like I said, he was running the whole ship trying to be the whole video production company. But that really wasn't going anywhere for him because there was too many things that he didn't really want to do. And if he didn't need money, he wouldn't have been doing. And so when now, now I don't know where the rest of this guy's life and trajectory will end up. Will he end up having an editing house someday and be like, you know what? I don't like editing quite as much anymore. Maybe I'll just hire a team of editors. And I've got so much people wanting me to edit now. Like I'll just get other people to edit and da, 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 I'll build a business and da, 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 da. Like maybe that'll happen. I've seen those kind of things happen. I've seen people do things that 
rather than go down a path that's like going nowhere fast for them, they go down a different path, a path that most wouldn't suggest, a, a path that most might shame or, or put judgment on. And that path gets them to the next steps that set them up for the next steps in success um, in, in business and in life. But the path they were going down had so many things that they really didn't want to do. So they were procrastinating in doing them. And that's why they've never really made much money. And I believe that you get clear right now on what you really like love to do the most. What's your zone of genius? If you didn't need money, what activity do you love doing the most? So for me, like literally my packaging around my coaching is the only thing I'm finessing because I'm doing, you are observing right now in my zone of genius. And then when I take somebody on, that's that's my other sweet spot, right? I can do this. I could do this for two hours straight if nobody wanted to be coached or whatever. And I've practiced this for so long. And really, as long as there's people on and there's a chat, I'm fine. I could go for 10 hours, right? I've done this so much. And as long as there's interaction, like I love it. I don't want to record a 10-hour video and I have to do a bunch of marketing and promotion and hope that people see it. I love to just create what I'd say, creating connection versus create in isolation. So for me... That's how I do it. So my whole business is designed to keep me on a professional setting. I mean, I like my alone time. I got other things I like to do. But on a professional setting, it's mainly speaking, interacting, coaching, inspiring, encouraging, motivating, whatever words you want to use. But like what you observe on these Tuesday sessions, that's what I want to do. And that is what I'm doing. And now it's just playing around with pricing and packaging that activity. Whereas there was a time I never got paid to do this at all. In 2017, 2018, I didn't paid anything. But every time what I find is, is I'm a visionary, I'm an idea guy, but I've had to identify the difference for me between ideas that I'll execute and ideas that I will not. I guarantee some of you have grandiose visions right now that alone, you'll likely never see to fruition. You'll dream about it, talk about it till you're blue in the face, right? It may make sense. You may be able to see how it'll work. You may want it. But if you're left to your own vices by yourself with no support and no help, it'll be difficult for you to bring that to fruition. So now, will it, does it mean it'll never happen? No, what I recognize is for me, because I believe in, you know, uh, what are you going to call it God, universe, whatever you want to believe, whether there is a higher power or not, I'm not here to, to, to pass judgment or get into a debate about that. Uh but I do believe that there are paths of least resistance. I do believe there's versions of divine timing. I do believe that there could be two people who play music at a bar every week for a decade. And, you know, uh, eight years in, you know, one person, there's an awesome, and let's say they're both super talented. One, one day, there's some random, you know, music producer that shows up to this random bar where there's usually 20 people, sees this person and goes, oh my God, comes up and that person's trajectory of their life changes, right? And the other person for the next 20 years keeps playing music at bars and nothing ever happens for them, right? I was telling a story last week of, of uh, Mel Robbins where, you know, there are people paying coaches and companies 10 grand on how to do a TED Talk, how to do a successful TED Talk, how to structure your TED Talk, where to do the TED Talk, get the TED Talk filmed. Oh, we'll put on our own TED Talk, TEDx thing, you know, and you'll be able to have this TED Talk so more people will hire you and blah, 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 right? And these things get uploaded and they don't end up with 25,000 views. And the person paid 10 grand to do it. They were intentional. They may be a great speaker. And then little old Mill Robbins is like, oh, I'm a career change addict. Like I've created, changed my career 50 times. I'm all over the place. I'm a mess. 
And one of her friends says, hey, there's this new thing called TEDx. Would they, uh, they need a career person? I thought maybe you could do it. And she's like, oh my God, I'm not a speaker. Well, I think you could do a great job. She's, you know, and she goes and does it. About has heart failure, she's a panic attack the whole time, you know, she's doing it. And basically in the last minute or two, she mentions this thing that for three years, she kept to herself in private that was working for her life to help her take action. The five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, act, right? Right. Five, four, three, two, one, act. If any of you haven't heard of Mel Robbins. And so at the very end of this talk, she goes, oh, I forgot this thing that I do that's helped me in my life. It's the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one. And a year passes, she said, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing. Then TEDx uploads it. And then about six to 12 months after that, she starts getting all these emails because the thing ended up with a million views. It starts getting people offering her book deals and we should do the five second, all these things. When she got off that stage, when she did that talk, she told her husband, I don't ever want to do that again. That was horrible. So here's a woman who ends up getting hundred top paid female uh, speaker in the world, $100,000 a talk for 45 minutes, really didn't plan it. Didn't force it, didn't push it. Did she work her butt off? Did she practice? Did she learn after like certain things happened? Sure, but she really wasn't trying hard to become this professional speaker and be seen by millions and sell millions of copies of books and, and all this stuff. And it's something that I've thought about a lot, even for myself, where have been the areas that are just effortless? Where are the areas that feel like I am forcing and pushing and it's like pushing a 40,000 pound boulder up a hill? And I look and I go, I think there's always signs and signals and things that we can do to push and prod through to do something. Or we can keep falling the inspired, as my 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 lady Susie Batiste would say, the inspired breadcrumbs, the the alive ideas, and 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 there's this aspect where um, there's areas that we can go. Like when we're fighting something, we're resisting so hard, um, the breakthrough is going to typically come when you walk away, when you get away from it, not necessarily because you keep stressing. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Right. And I find that a lot of the people I help have breakthroughs when we do the coaching part of, 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 the, of the sessions. And when I'm doing coaching with people, it's to find the path of least resistance for them so that they can get momentum, you know, moving forward, taking action on what are the skills and talents. Tashina, who's on this call in the chat, that was exactly, she's one of my prime examples of current where it's like, I want to do Facebook ads and do this. And she said that, whatever. And it's like, you know, and then ultimately she's like, well, I know I got 8,000 followers in this, but she needed more people and more ads. And then it's like, well, what about the people that you already have? And she started a practice of reaching out to 10 people a day. And now where she really wasn't making too much money doing her thing, she's really on an uphill climb. Right. But she took the skill sets. She didn't need to learn new skill sets and have new talents developed and all these other things. She had things that were already in the palm of her hands. And, and a theme that I found 
And I don't know about any of you, if you are truly doing exactly what you are called to do right now, or you're a person who feels stuck, like you don't know what it is. And I find that most people know what they want. It is staring them right in the face. The problem is they have no idea how they'd make money doing it. And so you continue to search and search and search for the thing when the thing is already right there. It's already staring you in the face, right in the palm of your hands. In every moment of every day that you don't spend any time doing it because you think it's unrealistic, it's stupid, it's not practical, it could never make money, it could never make you a living, it never will. But much like for me, my first major paid seed was in 2010. This is where I think of the divine timing. I, I, we never, all of us don't really know where our paths are going and why we think I've had things that I really, how many of you have had this? Something that you wanted to work out so badly and then it didn't for one reason or another, but you look back six, 12, 18 months, five years later and you can't connect dots that, well, if that had happened, it would have taken me here. I'm not that it would have been bad, but this is so much better, right? And I, I think that we're all, there's, there's seasons of new people, new generations of entrepreneurs and coaches and leaders who are coming out right now who are a byproduct. And I believe this is part for me. There was people who've had their success in the 2008, you know, 2010 to 2015 to 20. And there was a ton of people who struggled during that time. I was one of them. I did really well with my video production company, kind of following old ways of building a business and doing things. And my first paid coaching gig was in 2010 of October. But I followed all the people. I mean, I say all, oh, I followed a bunch of people and not every person who's out there that there is to follow, but a lot of, a lot of people that I, I had support and coaching and courses and masterminds and summits and all these different, you know, support and advice from, but I kept getting stuck. And now I feel like I'm guiding and leading a, a, an era, you know, a, a, a sector of people who are people who went through things just like me, but they still are stuck and they're still confused because that series of, you know, alpha energy and different entrepreneurs that were out there, a lot of people didn't resonate with. So there's a different vibe of people coming forth now, but like, my seed was planted in 2010 and I spent up and down, up and down until, you know, this year is the first full year that I am coaching full time. But it wasn't until about three years ago, I got really clear on what I wanted my life to look like, what I really wanted to do, how I wanted to spend my time. And getting really, really clear on that helped me go, I don't know how much longer it would have been. But see, rather than needing to go and swap my entire income before I'll start, right? Some people don't start because they want to swap their whole current income or they're, they're already in a self-employed career, but they want to go to something else. That was me. I wasn't an employee. I had a business that I fell out of love with, which was video production. And I fell in love with what you're experiencing right now. But I was in a good place financially with my video production company. Right? You might be in a great place with your current job or your current career, your current entrepreneurship. But maybe for whatever reason, you've, you've reshifted a few times and you just can't figure out how to have it let you up anymore. You just don't love it. And it is what it is. And some people judge you. Why would you give that up? Why are you not doing that anymore? You're so good at it. Right? And they say these things, but they don't live your life every day. And so for me, 
you know, my income, I had to keep doing the activity. So I get to spend far more time in a week coaching now than I did in 2019 because I'd still travel four to six months out of the year with the main thing that brought in my money. But last week or a few weeks ago, I was talking about the, the someday can versus the now can. Like I now can do this. I can do it right now because a lot of people are going to throw it off. Maybe someday it'll happen. It will never happen someday unless you were spending days or every days now, the now doing that activity and growing and learning. See, that person didn't go, I really dream about being an editor, but never practiced editing, never did any editing, never learned about editing. See, the whole five years and probably many years prior to that, he was editing, but he was trying to build the company where it just wasn't the right time for that for him. He's trying, you hear these things, I'll oh, make, you know, $100,000 a month and, you know, million dollar months. There's so many things out there with these ads about that. And I, I find that a lot of people, they're first trying to figure out they make $3,000 a month doing what they love before they need to figure out how to make 30 or 90 or 100,000 a month, right? But what you're going to do at $100,000 a month, it's going to look very different at zero to 3,000. There's something I have to remind myself that I hear from certain people. Some of us are worrying about problems that don't exist. And this is a reminder for myself right now. I sometimes throw, throw things in the trap. Don't do that. That's not going to work. And it won't do this because I've got so much programming from marketers about scalability and leverageability and do this and do that. And I'm like, no, that's not me, right? That's not me. But the aspect is it's still in my mind. So sometimes I'm sabotaging something that works because, oh, it won't work if I get to this. It's like, yeah, but you're nowhere near that right now. Right, again, a person who's zero to three to $5,000 a month will likely do very different activities than a person who's at 10 to $50,000 a month versus a person who's at 50 to $150,000 a month versus a person who's a million dollars a month, right? Your businesses will all look very different and the activities that you do to get to those certain levels will probably be very different. There's very few people out there that are doing a million dollars a month that is literally one person and no one helps them, right? While simultaneously, there's very few people are gonna have 40 people helping them when they haven't even made thousand dollars. I say, come on, how do I hire people? And how do I do this? How do I do that? Well, you don't need to upfront. There's things you can get away with for a long time. I know many people who are not experts on social media who have very great successful companies. Hey, I appreciate it, Norman. <laughs> Little bit of sniffle today. You are correct, sir. Um, and so that's something very important, right? Very, very important to recognize. So some questions in the chat. Let's take some questions in the chat here for a second uh, before I pull somebody on. Uh, where we got here? Hold on a second. You're on Facebook. Give it some likes and love. Hello. Oh, Janice thought it was a... Uh, read here in the chat as well. How are we doing? Resonating today? Questions, questions, thoughts today. Oh, there's first, last. 
first last who are you the mystery person first last joe okay <laughs> i didn't know if you'd give your name but are you joe are you really joe questions Questions, 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 thoughts, yeah, buts. Get me sparked on another little 15-minute tangent. Otherwise, I'm probably going to uh, pull somebody on here shortly. But if you've got any questions or thoughts, I'll put that in there. I'll, I'll let it. I'll let you all type it in for a second. But I just think to myself, there's no wrong or right way to really uh, run a business. And what I find and have to remind myself is I have visions, I have ideas, I have grandiose things, but I recognize that without the support of others, there are things that I just won't do. It's not a matter of you got to watch your language. It's not a matter of you, you can't do them or you don't know how. I hear that a lot. Anybody can learn just about anything nowadays. So it's not a byproduct of you don't know how, you can't find the information, or you don't have the access. There is free, cheap, and expensive information everywhere on the internet that can answer just about any question. There's a great site called Google. It's got a lot of great advice. Sometimes you may or may not be able to trust the source per se, but still nonetheless, there is incredible information that can tell you how to lose weight, be healthy. You know, Sometimes it can get you into trouble because you misdiagnosed yourself. I mean, there's a whole slew of things, but the reality is there's a lot of incredible information out there. Um, and so it's, it's typically a matter when we say, I don't know how to do something. Sure, you might not know how to do something right now, but not knowing how to do and then going to learn it, you know, or I don't know how to do it yet, right? That's fine. I'm not good at that. Okay, that's fine too. But what I've had to be honest with myself, it's not a matter of the I don't knows. It's I don't want to. And if I'm truly not willing to do it and not take consistent action, you know, spend consistent energy and action towards something that no matter how epic the idea could be, how great the idea could be, it will not be great for me. It will not work out well for me because I find that there's certain areas where I just do not procrastinate. I do not waste an ounce of time. I love it. It's, it's, it's fascinating and motivating to do all the time. Now there might be areas, well, okay, how do I make money doing that? Right, I could just get on Zoom eight hours a day and do nothing else. But if all I did was click Zoom and turn this on and, and never, if I turn this on at 8 a.m. every day, and right now I have the current list of you all who are showing up here, and I do nothing. I don't put it on YouTube or any other platforms or email or nothing. I just go live on Zoom. And there's like five people. I mean, will it ever grow beyond that? Even if I did this 10 hours a day, I Zoomed on live. I, I live Zoomed, you know, 10 hours a day. Might lose my voice. It might be something, but I could probably do it. I got plenty to say. And if I had somebody interacting with me, I could keep going and going and going. That doesn't mean I'd make a dime doing it, right? But there's people Zooming right now who people don't get any value from at all. And they might be making more money than I do, right? Because they maybe figured out a way how to market themselves better than I do right now. Like there's, there's different variables there. Um, but the truth of the matter is you got to get honest with yourself with your visions and ideas of why they're not coming to fruition. Is it because you truly don't know how or don't have the information or the knowledge, or you're just not willing to do the thing? You don't want to do it. So you, you keep learning obsessively and compulsively um, 
unless that's your thing, unless you love to learn. But sometimes learning can be an escape mechanism that's really not helping you. Like you, there's a law, like we should always keep growing and learning. I get that. But it, at certain points in time, from a business standpoint, there is most definitely a law of diminishing returns where you continuing to perfect and learn and learn and learn and listen and learn and learn some more. Like it's not going to help you ever have a business, right? There are plenty of businesses out there that have the, 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 you know, the, the, you could look at them and be like, they're wrong on that. They're not saying that right. That's not right. Oh my God. I don't like, like, and you could see all the flaws and yet they have an incredible business. And it's not because they're the smartest person on the planet by any stretch of the imagination, not even necessarily because they're the most charismatic person either. Right. It, it's not anything more than they just consistently showed up imperfect and all my whole concept, massive imperfect action. Right. Like everybody's going to have their opinion. They're going to judge you if you do too little. They're going to judge you if you do too much. Do you? Because you're going to be judged either way. You have to learn to live with the fact that most people's, you know, judgments don't matter at all. Are you having fun? Are you doing what you love? Right? And there'll be moments of things if you're on Facebook there, I see five or six of you. Say hello. Give it some likes and love. All right. Uh, question. Could you talk about making the jump from watching the Zoom calls to getting coaching from you? How much it would cost to have assessment? Perfect. Great. Love the question. <laughs> First, last, Joe. Uh, yeah, you know, I get that a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I know it's you, buddy. I don't know who it is, buddy. I just say it, buddy. But anyways, um, people ask me that. Look, um, Basically, every week I get on here right now, I do what I've just done for the last 52 minutes. And then here in probably eight or 10 minutes, I'm going to take somebody on. I'm going to coach them one-on-one complimentary. doesn't cost a thing. I don't hold back. I'm not talking to you differently like I'd talk to somebody if they were paying me $50,000. I don't have a filter. If you get into my presence and I'm going to, you want my help and I can help you with what you, you have that you say you need help with. I'm not holding back on my information and saying, well, this person's not paying me. I'm only in, 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 in. I've never done that. It's just not in my DNA. It's why I ended up developing packages in video when I ran my video production company where um, you hire me or you don't. I don't have like tiers of bronze, silver, gold. You know, it's like you get me and I'm going to do the, the make the best thing I can make or I'm not. Uh, with coaching, it's always driven me a little crazy because on certain levels, it's not as simple as that. Some people, I had a call from, you know, about a month ago, the guys made almost $10,000 from a 25-minute interaction that we had here, right? For, you know, for free, for complimentary, right? And then, you know, I've had people that, you know, made $10,000 in three months. I've had people made $10,000 in a year, but they switched the $10,000 they made the prior year from money that wasn't fun and enjoyable to money that was fun and enjoyable. And they'll keep growing. I think we all got to go at our pace because some people are trying to be Ferraris when they don't have a Ferrari engine. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. But if you're on a NASCAR track with an 80 horsepower car that can get you from point A to point B, but you're upset because the cars are passing you every freaking 20 seconds. Well, it's because they're going 200 miles per hour and you're barely hitting 80. Right. But you can still go like you're just on the wrong track. So, um, yeah, so with the assessment and, and things I've mentioned, I mean, essentially, you can go to the mymechanic.net. There's not a long sales page right now or anything fancy, uh, but the mymechanic.net, click on coaching. If you've seen enough and you want to go deeper uh, in more of a, a private environment, then um, essentially you go there. And uh, I'll just plain and simple read off what you get right now. 
I'm not getting into the price here. Go there because when people hear this, price is likely to change in the coming months. So the pricing is the only thing I won't say live on here just because of not trying to hold anything back, but these are kind of evergreen, if you will. And people listen different times. And I don't need to get into that. So you just go there, click the button. The price is there though. You don't have to email me or anything else, but you get a four-part behavioral assessment. Super in-depth. There's some people on here uh, on here that can attest to that. Uh, but the cool thing is right now, I have a, a deal you know, worked out where you get to go over that assessment with the certified behavioral profiler. Uh, and that's a special that I have at the, at the current relationship that I have and the way things are working out at the moment of this recording. I don't know how long the price will stay that, if that, that part of that package will stay, but it's there right now. Um, and people have absolutely loved those sessions. They're super, super powerful. So many times you take these personality assessments and you don't have a bloody clue what to do with it. And you just look at it and go, that's nice. And you move on with your life. Um, my biggest change was with, uh, it's actually this person's uh, son, Steve Sisler. It's Cohen Sisler. He's on the chat right now. Um, but his dad, uh, Steve Sisler, when he went over this assessment, which was nothing like it is today, this assessment, it was a one part, two part-ish back then. Now it's a four part. I mean, it measures your self-esteem, self-worth, all sorts of things. It's crazy, uh, but super powerful. But anyways, I had never had that ability to um, go over it with anybody. So it was never did me much good. But once I went over it with, with Steve, it was so powerful. Um, then you get a session every week on Thursdays where for two hours, there's no preaching and teaching for an hour. It's just right into coaching people. One-on-one, one-on-one, right after another, it's in a group setting. Um, but you know, if you're one of those people who don't want to be on the whole call, you can just let me know, Hey, I'm going to be on this Thursday. Can you get me on? And I go, sure. And get you on and you can leave when you're done. That's fine. Um, and so, and then we're, we do one group session a month with Cohen to go over the assessments in a group setting for people to learn. And then also currently won't have this one forever, but there's a uh, one month of private coaching with me with what I call coaching your pocket. It's a, it's an app called Voxer. So you'll get some private access to me for a month. If you want to continue on with that, which some people do, that's a different price from what you'd sign up for. Um, but essentially, you know, by the time you get done with that, uh, you use those things. You'll have a great jump start and clarity and direction and into things to move forward. And I love the people that are on this call right now who, you know, have been taking the action. And that's really it. People take action or they don't take action. And people who are taking action after after I interact with them typically take quote unquote better action than they were taking before. They take more optimistic, hopeful, positive action that's uh, helping them move in the direction they want rather than hindering them. Um, and then finally, we do two meetups a year. We had our first one here back in October. There's about 12 people there. So super exciting uh, for that. But that's that. So you can go to, uh, I'll actually drop the link here in the chat for everybody. But otherwise, if you're listening, you can go to the mindmechanic.net um, and uh, click coaching. And you can see that. Otherwise, there's that. So, um, oh, Julia, good. Did you have your call with uh So any other questions here? Hopefully that, that was helpful there, Joe. Uh, there's the link in the chat for any of you to check that out. If you have any, if you have any, um, awesome, it was with Cohen. Yeah, Cohen's on the call today. And if you have any other things, um, you know, connect with me on, um, connect with me on Facebook and send me a message. If you need any other clarification, Joe, off, I mean, definitely send me a message. Uh, if you have any other questions or whatnot about that, need any other clarification, if any of you need any other clarification or want to sign up, um, just let me know. Send me a message, facebook.com slash gebs86. There's a contact form on my website as well. 
and uh, happy to clarify anything else. You know, for me, there's to me a big difference between observation and actually interaction. Um, some of you are left to your own vices to figure things out on your own. I'm not trying to hold anything back. I can only give so many bloody scenarios. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you know, I've had people who hear something, they misinterpret that something um, that they just observed or me coaching someone else and, you know, it threw them off track. Um, you know, again, I'm not trying to hold anything back, but uh, if there's any other questions, let me see here. And then who wants, um, Richard, my question is, I have invested, invested in coaches programs for many years. I feel now I should be able to go on my own. You feel it comes a point where it's just fear of doing it alone? No, great question. Um, I don't, I, I don't think necessarily, I always say kind of coaches need coaches. Uh, I mean, everybody need, I mean, obviously I'm selling that, but I think there's a fine line. I, I think that there's, you know, something that helped me is, is imagine if you were a brain surgeon and the best on the planet, but you need brain surgery. I mean, you can't do it yourself. It's just that simple. You're going to need help. Um, might be somebody you think is inferior, so you have to find that ex-best person. But um, I do believe there's seasons of time where, yes, uh, don't use the coaching or don't use these support groups and things as crutches. We can kind of stay in these loops and you're not acting. My, I, you know, probably most people, I mean, if, if you don't have any intention of really want to change anything or need any actually clarification and your life is rainbows and butterflies, like uh, not that I can't support you, uh, but I love for people to be able to take action. And, and if there's stuff they're stuck on, confused on, unclear on, that they're feeling frustrated on, and they're, 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 they're not moving forward, they're not taking action. That's what I love to help people with. Like if there's something frustrating you and I can bring clarity that helps you move and actually act, that's what I want to do. Right. So I'm not a person who likes like even accountability at times because there's a fine line there around accountability. I mean, I have my own opinion. I think there's a time and a place where it maybe makes sense, but I also think that there's aspects where, um, you know, I, I view versions of accountability like holding someone's hand to the fire, right? Well, why would someone need their hand held to a fire? No one would do that their, themselves, right? Why? not really a very smart thing to do to put your hand in a fire, like literally speaking. So I think that's the thing for me. I'm always uncovering and, 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 and somebody called to me a soul surgeon the other day. I'm, I'm going in and pulling out of your soul. What is the thing that'll get you to move and get you to take action? What things need to be eliminated or removed for right now that can get you making progress, can get you winning? So many people feel like losers. They feel like great, big, colossal losers because there's too much stuff that they keep, it doesn't work out. They're again, they take an action and it doesn't work and, and, and they just feel down. And that alone is depressing. And so for me, I don't want to keep people depressed, nor do I want to give people things they're not going to do. I've had so many coaches throughout my life, they're not looking for resonance. See, I look for resonance. I don't care. I've said this before. I don't care what you do. I care what you do, right? Sounds like the same thing said two different ways. It is, but there's an intentionality there, right? I don't care what you do in the sense that I don't need you to do anything. I don't have ego that says you should do or shouldn't do this or that, or you should or shouldn't build this or that business, or you should or shouldn't make this amount of money. Like why, why just settle for that? Why should you make, you know, you should be dreaming bigger. I get all that. That's fine and dandy. But like 
sometimes people are making $30,000 a year and people could crap all over that. But the $30,000 a year they're making, is just, it's not fun. They're not loving it. They're not enjoying it. It's not anything that they like to do and they're miserable. And now we just flip it for the interim to make $30,000 a year doing what you love. And maybe you do that your whole life and you're happy. Who am I to judge you? Yet you should be making $300,000 a year or $3 million a year. Or you should have a team of people or you should hire all these people and delegate all these tasks and build this whole systems and frameworks and structures and do it. And I think there's so much of that programming that people feel so much shame and guilt because they're never doing enough. They're never working hard enough. They're never putting enough time in. Hell, most people become entrepreneurs so they can have time and financial freedom. Well, regardless of the financial part, so many people, they're still not free. They're more caged up than they were before with whatever else they had. Why? You know why? Because when they go enjoy themselves, they feel like they shouldn't be because there's work to be done. There's always going to be work to be done. Always. It will never end. And if it ends for five minutes, there'll be more work to be done afterwards. Right? Inbox zero, what's that going to last you? Five minutes, five seconds, 50 seconds, half a day? Right? Inbox zero, unless you don't give anybody out email and you don't have an email, like it won't stay there forever. So there's going to be emails to manage. Could somebody else manage them? Sure. But the point is, there always will be more to do. So I've had to learn to give myself the permission to take days off, time off, to not do anything, to be lazy, to sit on the couch, to stare at the wall, to go ride my bike in the middle of the day on a, on a you know, Tuesday, right? But my thing is, is helping someone build what they want, the life they want, and everyone's lives will look different. My goal is not to just have people get by, but some people getting by doing what they love would be a hell of a lot better than getting by doing something they hate or not even getting by doing what they love or not love, right? I want people to at least be at a getting by or more. I don't want people who can't pay their bills and, you know, don't get to do anything. And it's like, and they're just depressed. Like I want people to be alive, but not everybody needs to be making bazillions of dollars and have this enterprise thing set up. And if you have an enterprise, big-minded person helping you at times, they'll, they'll take you 80 steps away from where your next step is, and you won't take the next step because the 80 steps are so daunting that you don't take a step at all. My goal is that what's that next step that's right for you and you alone? And what's right for you versus anyone else will be different typically. How to measure transformation when this depends directly on how much, how committed, and the extent to which the students apply the content delivered. Yeah, man, I don't know. That's a broad strokes, huge question. Um, um, you know, I'm not a science guy in the sense of like, I'm going to plug you into a system. Some people are good at that and it can work really well and they can measure exactly, you know, where you're at today and they can keep spreadsheets and documents and things and be able to monitor what does that look like by asking you a series of questions and then, you know, being able to go, oh, you were this weight. I mean, weight loss is a simple one. You know, if you, if you go into a weight loss coach and you want to lose 15 pounds and it's been nine months and you, you've gained 15 and no muscle, then probably a problem there, right? Depending on if that was your goal, but alternatively, like that's an easy one to potentially measure. You want to lose 10 pounds and this person you coach with and in a month you lose the 10 pounds. Like that's a simple measure of the transformation. But I think for me, sometimes like when it comes to people's happiness levels, I mean, how to, how to, you know, or contentment or love or doing what they love, 
how is that measured? I mean, you know, is there a scale? Is there is there a thing to truly measure that transformation? Not always. And, and, you know, the work I do with people sometimes, it's not always only directly correlated to something that I directly did 100%. Sometimes it is. I've had ones where I have a simple conversation and literally, you know, they ask me about a project. How much should I charge? I tell them a range and get them to believe in themselves and believe it's worth it. And then they could get it. They do it and they get it. And they didn't talk to anybody else. And maybe they go, oh, I was going to charge two. I charged eight. I got it. Okay, great. That's a, that's a transformation. They shift. They had greater confidence, clarity, and, and, and push more than they had before. But a lot of the people I work with, you know, honestly, I'm not the punch you in the face and you're going to, you know, do this thing in 20 seconds. Like for me, I see so much gradual change with people sometimes because I wanted people to move and move at their pace than to move at an extreme pace for a week that they can't sustain. I've done that so many times in my life. And over the last three to five years, I've had to develop an ability to recognize that there's pros and cons to my like, you know, blast, you know, blast off and, and move hundred miles an hour for three weeks, but then not move zero miles per hour for six months. It's better to move 20 miles per hour forever, right? And so I've learned that although I have the come out of the gates fast and move fast approach from time to time, and it makes sense that as a collective whole, I got to move at a pace that's sustainable because the biggest results that will ever happen for anyone in anything they're doing is being consistent and not quitting and not giving up. If you found the thing that you really want to do, I just got a, 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 a guy that I coached, um, just got a $100,000 project. And it came on the back end. I mean, he never had one in his life. I don't even think he's had 20 or $30,000 projects. And it came on the back end. And this was probably two years into two to three years into the interactions that we initially started having in our coaching. Coached him for a year, didn't have major shifts. And we kept in touch and did some coaching on and off. And he goes, man, I just realized like, we're so impatient. We want it right now. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> sorry for the headphone listeners. Holy smokes. I get, I got going there, but we want everything right now. We live in an instant world. We put a photo up. We want instant likes, instant comments, instant shares, instant interaction, right? We live in an instant world, right? The one software, Instagram, Instagram, right? And so there's this aspect that we're looking for that all the time. And the truth of the matter is, um, a lot of things are not that instant. They look more boring, if anything, right? Not everything is like you see on the testimonials, on the, on the, on the TV, you know, they're always taking the top 1% of the 1% of the results. And I've had to learn to, to live with that as well. I did same day edits. I would shoot a wedding edit and show the video that night at the reception. So when I got into coaching and, you know, people weren't having this, like, you know, insane transformations in 24 hours. I'm like, what's going on? Right. So for any of you, it we, we've got to get away from everything being so big and grandiose. Because when we think that's what it should look like and it doesn't, we don't even think it's working. Think about that. If we're expecting our transformations in life to be big and grandiose and in billboards and on lights and, in, you know, this just crazy, huge thing. We'll be grossly disappointed most of the time because that's just not how life is. So when you move at life at your pace, and this is what I found with the assessment part that people get, like 
you're trying to move in unsustainable paces for you. So I find people who don't move for six months do more, you know, or six years, five years, do more in six months than they had in five years simply because they're now moving. That's it. When they weren't moving before. And so many, yeah, people have so many different expectations. And then we create expectations of where we should be. Your battle with life right now, your frustration with life is the gap between where you are and where you think you should be right now. And to the degree you'll find peace is when you realize you are right where you should be right now. And all your thoughts and all your beliefs and all your actions have you where you are right now. And where you'll be in three months, six months, or 12 months, we don't know. You can imagine something much better maybe than it is right now, and it's no more real than it being exactly where it is right now, because both is in your imagination. So anywho, powerful call today, super, super powerful call. I want to see who's on here in the chat. Uh, I, I love the wow wows. We got some wow wows and some hearts and things. You can put your insights. What what are those breakthroughs? What are those ahas um, uh, that have you um, going wow in the chat? I'd love to know what that is. And I'm going to look at the chat for us uh, at the attendees for a second. First last is on here twice, or there's either two for, first last. Uh, Deidre, hello. Uh, Gail, Janice, Jim uh, Schiffer, Julia, Cohen, Linda. Hello, Linda. Lisa, Marie C, Marty Marsh, Norman, Robin, Sonia, Sue, Tashina. Hello, hello, hello. What have you been your biggest insights today? Any of you, those who are the lurkers or the sitting back listeners, uh, what were those wow moments? What was the, the thing that you had an aha, a click, a breakthrough? Uh, and again, if you go back to the episode one of the podcast, which I guess I didn't say that at the very beginning. So these are being uploaded to YouTube and your favorite podcast platform um, as of right now. And so usually the, the, the live session's going up by the end of the day on Thursday. And there's also show notes where you can look at those and get timestamps and see things that were, uh, that were happening on the sessions. So if you happen to not be able to make it live, I think there's something special that's happening in the chat every week um, as well. But um, the first episode I actually uploaded, I've done this for weeks before that, but I didn't start or backlog them all. I just started, moved forward. But I talked about 767 and this idea that, um, you know, when we're looking at this big grandiose moment, the, the, the reality is, is, is what happens at times is that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset, but like the backwards bicycle goes, it takes a lot of practice. So you can have the breakthrough, the aha, the clarity today. But you're going to have to practice to get into that habit, to get that to be your default. If your default is negative and, you know, a lot of mind trash, then the reality is uh, that's even if you have an aha today, the likelihood that mind trash isn't going away instantaneously. There'll still be people and, and, and things in your life you deal with, but hopefully you can deal with them in a different way. So uh, name off some of the people that I haven't done one with um, yet. Uh, first, uh, let's see, your first last, Jim, Lisa, Marie, I believe Marty Marsh, Sonia Archer, Sue Leonard, 
First come, first serve here. Anybody want the one-on-one -on -one slot of those? I always want to take somebody new on these Tuesday sessions. Now, to be clear, when you pay on the Thursdays, if nobody wants to raise their hand and you raise your hand, I'll talk to you for two hours. Uh, and you don't have to worry about there's no... Uh, all I do is coach the people. And if I've coached you once and there's nobody raising their hand, I'll coach you again and I'll coach you again. So it's, it's, a, it's a great deal there. But uh, these, I always just try to take a new person every week. So if you want to be that person and you have not had one before... You want to pull your camera on and when you coach you for a little bit here, uh, just hit the little raise hand functionality and uh, I will see that. Otherwise, I will stay in the chat. Um, or I will go to somebody who's actually uh, one of my paid coaching clients as well. Uh, so if you have not done one before and you want to do it, don't be shy. Don't be shy. And I'd love to know if, if in the chat that you want to do it, don't want to do it. Robin says, worth doing. Norman's like, I'll take it. God dang it. Anybody? Where are you all at there? Where's those ones? They're just being quiet right now. That's too bad. That's too bad. Whoop. Oh, there's Ann. All right. Rock and roll. Excuse me. All right. Like Sonia, that's it was an accident. Here she comes. Uh, start video. Here we go. Hello. Oh, still muted. One second. Close. I see ya. Just get, get, get you unmuted. Here we go. Can you hear me? Because my speaker is on. It says it's on. Yeah, no, you're there. You are now. Oh, but I can't hear you now. <laughs> oh, you can't hear me now. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, oh. I, I can't hear you. Everybody else still hear me out of curiosity? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Everybody still hear me in the chat. Okay, the chat they can. Uh, let me take you on and off for one. So they can all hear you. Can you hear me now? Sonia, thumbs up if you can hear me. You turned off your microphone. Uh, hello. Oh, hold on. One second. That's all right. Okay. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Rock and roll. We got it. Good deal. Okay. Good Thank deal. You. Awesome. So how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. So what had you end up pushing that button to go? Let's, let's, let's do this for a minute. 
Because uh, I uh, I tried a couple of weeks ago, and then somebody else went. <laughs> okay, so I said, okay, so I said, okay, I'm again because uh, I'm trying to do things on my own, and you know, but sometimes you need a little push. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about what you've got going on and how you hope I can I can help you today. I'm I'm a certified life coach. Okay. And um, I have I'm thinking I have everything set up. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. But right now I'm I'm dealing with fear sure what, what to say will people you know really listen to me will they really want me as their coach and sure. um, the subject matter that i deal with is very personal very private okay because uh, well, i don't know what i can i guess on the zoom i can say anything right i mean no yeah, no sure. yeah you're oh. open i mean you can say whatever you want on here there is i mean but yeah so so i was i was sexually abused as a child mm -hmm. and there was also incest involved mm -hmm. and so i I'm helping those people who are in a, have a similar issue as far Got as it. their childhood, their trauma. Got and I know a lot of women like that. And I've talked to, you know, a few of them. Sure. And like, no, nobody wants to talk about it. It's hush, hush. Okay. Because it's I like a taboo subject. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, okay, I do Facebook lives and I just do mostly motivational. Okay. Yeah. But I have my YouTube channel and I'm, I was telling everybody on Facebook live, I'm going to go more in depth as far as what I'm coaching about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure how to say that. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know YouTube has some censored things, some things you can't say, but yeah. if I can't say it, then it's like, they don't know what I'm helping them with. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe help me with that. How can I say it? And yeah. Well, I know that when you upload a video, there's just two, there's two buttons. Um, and one is, is this kid appropriate or not? You know, and if you hit, it's not kid appropriate, then you're fine. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, I would try. I don't think there's anything major that's going to, I mean, there's people cursing. I mean, there's all, as long as you're not obviously nudity or anything like that on there, that's not allowed on, on YouTube. But like in regards to topics that I believe you'd be covering and talking about, you shouldn't have a problem overall on YouTube. You just got to make sure it's marked not appropriate for children. Like there's literally a button when you upload. I think it's like no for kids. Like this isn't appropriate for kids or it is. And so you want to make sure you click no, because you could get in trouble if it gets flagged because you said this is appropriate for children. And then you're talking about certain topics that maybe right now, not that they couldn't be affected by it, because that's a whole other thing. But maybe right now, you know, it just be a fine line. But I think if you just go with the because then kids, I mean, technically kids can watch whatever they want. So you don't need to get it that. But you just mark it that it's not appropriate for kids and then you shouldn't have a problem there. Now, do you talk about these topics on your Facebook lives? Or are you just kind of general still? Like you don't really get into that. Facebook live is mainly general. I do motivational. Like, you know, I, I, I talk about uh, being motivated and, you know, things sure. like that. Very motivational. Yeah. yeah. But that's not what I need to talk about when I'm on YouTube. That's not how I'm going to get the clients that I need to help with. I need to talk about the issue that they're having. Right. Well, and I would assert, though, that short of the same thing you're we're slightly worried about on YouTube would be the same thing, though, for Facebook. Right. There's there's a there's a time and a place to be just generalistic about things. But if you're literally wanting to attract a certain type of person, you can't be doing what they're already doing, which is hiding. And then you're simultaneously hiding. So they literally can't get help for what you can help them with because they have no idea because you also don't bring it up. Mm -hmm. um, so unless Facebook has an issue there as well. You know, I would I would consider that you start opening up if you're willing to open up about it. That gives people that that without 
yet maybe even reaching out to you, you start to create a place where one, they know that they can come and listen and get help without even having to be seen yet or heard or hire you. And you can start giving that support. So I would, in any platform that you feel comfortable and you want to do it, I would start sharing the topics that are on, you know, on your uh, heart there that you want to help people with. And I would be putting those topics out as long as there's no, I mean, and I, I think that you can look that stuff up. I mean, I, I could probably go in and type in in Facebook right now, you know, sexual abuse and all those things. And there'd probably be Facebook groups. I mean, there probably are already things there. And so um, I don't think you should have any, any issues. I mean, mainly things, I mean, Facebook, I mean, that's a whole other topic. It could, could be uh, not showing your stuff to very many people because they deem that they don't want to show it to people. That's a whole other thing with the algorithm. But in regards to you being kicked off, probably not. Um, I, don't, I don't think that images are usually one of the worst things that Facebook doesn't tolerate videos or images that have certain types of content in it. But yeah, with the topic, you should be okay. So that's that. So number two is if let's say we just don't have to worry about any of the issues with that. So now are you, you're ready and willing though, to start posting short of there not being issues with the platforms, you're ready and willing to start sharing these topics though. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because I, I have a program, it's an eight-week program. Okay. And um, um, well, I want to be particular as to who I work with yeah. because I don't want to work with just anybody. You got to be sincere and you got to be ready to want want help. Of course. Otherwise, I'd just be wasting you and my time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm ready to you know to help somebody because <laughs> if <laughs> I look at my situation, I didn't have anybody to help heal. Yeah. Through, so I did it mainly by myself, but also by looking at videos and reading books, yeah. things like yeah. that. But if I had someone to talk to, it wouldn't have taken me that long. It took me years. Sure, so that's the whole thing of right. Like there's somebody who's where you want to be, or out of a situation, and can and can guide you more in an accelerated pace to get through that situation than constantly feeling alone, you know, and all all the different things around it. So, so my question for you though is is kind of twofold. So right now you're not making a living doing that yet, but not you yet. want but you want to. Yes. Mm -hmm. So do you have current income that you're doing something to stay afloat? I'm retired. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so you don't, you want it. There's always this fine line with the question, right? You don't need it. Do you need this income to stay alive and to. No, not to stay alive. No, I don't. Okay. Right. Cause I'm my goal is not to just like not have people, like I said, not to get by some of the topic here today, but it kind of changes the dynamic of somebody. If you're 35 years old and tons of bills and mortgages and all these things. And like, if you don't make money in the next week, you're going to get your house, you're going to get evicted and lose your car and all these things. You're going to take very different actions than if you're ultimately, if you never made money the rest of your life, let's just say you still get by and this and that. So there's this desire to help people. So what I would, I like to play around with and tell me how this resonates with you, but, and maybe you've, Maybe you, maybe you not, you've done it or not done it, but I, I like to just start for free up front. Like just get people where there's no build up that, that confidence with that getting people where there's no barrier. There's not even a financial barrier up front, which gets you like get people through that program versus like, I, I think that what gets people caught up sometimes is like, when you think about, I've got to, I got to get the right sales copy and this and that, and all these things. So people get convinced and then they buy and then they go through it and, you know, I've been able to overcome that because I've simply just showed up and, and helped and coached people. And I, I've said this story before, but like, 
this was my way. You could do it with a phone call, with a Zoom call or, or whatever. Um, but um, when I tried out this brand new thing, I knew I could help people in certain ways. But when I tried out this app Voxer, I saw somebody doing it, but it was voice messages back and forth. So I went to people and, and you may or may not either know of people who have this or there's groups, there's podcasts, I mean, there's places you can start to go where there are people who are suffering from this. They're not an all complete hiding, right? And then of course, if you're putting out content, you can start to be searched and found as well. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that what I did is I said, 30 days, love it or leave it. You know, if, if I said, I, I found people for what I was helping people with who I knew who could potentially use this and said, hey, I've got this idea that I'm wanting to do. I don't know exactly how I'm going to sell it or offer it. Now you have an eight week program. So you already have more of a container than I had. But I just had this process and I'm like, you know, I want to try this thing out. 30 days, I'll give you my all for 30 days at the end. If you love it, we can talk about going on. And if you don't, that's fine, right? And like, it just, it removed the weight off of my shoulders of like, quote unquote, mm-hmm. performance anxiety or whatever. Like, is it going to work? And they paid me and oh my God. And, so, and yet people signed up and it gave me more practice because rather than just trying to sell up front and say, I had 25 people interested, but I only get one to buy. And then I get to work with the one person. Great. But if I had 25 people interested, I would rather have 15 do it with me for free up front because I grow. Likely they get help. Maybe they don't all get help. And maybe I still only get one person, let's just say. But I got 15 more reps in and still got one client than I did if I only got the one client. I see too many people, they price too high too fast. So they don't have enough demand. They don't have enough awareness. Nobody knows who they are. And they're having people who they could be helping right now. And for you, you don't even need the money yet or right now. So up front, it is truly just about getting the people to be able to raise their hands and identify themselves as someone that needs the help and you being able to be that safe place that can help them. And right now, if you've got the eight-week program, then it's just getting people to raise their hand and start getting some people to go through that and get to the other side. And once you start getting some of that, you're in a different area where, you know, Again, I find even through the years, some of the stuff I've worked with people, it's like therapy. Therapy is getting more and more mainstream, but there's still, we're just in areas where, you know, I don't like to look at people as broken or anything wrong with them, but I think sometimes the topics I cover, it's still like them telling their friend, it's almost like, hey, I see something wrong with you. You should go listen to this guy, which isn't really the case, but I, I find that certain topics people will refer like crazy and other topics like People are still more scared. They, the people you help right now, number one, it might just be them having someone like you to talk to, but still nobody else knows about it, right? And something that they had when they were younger and they get to have one person, Sonia, who they confide in, who helps them, who helps them break through, but still nobody else in their life maybe knows. And that's just the first step. So word of mouth is going to be hard in that scenario to, to, to get a lot of momentum. Um, but there's just that aspect where, um, once you start, people know what you do, people can start reaching out or you could be referred. I think the clearer that people are, um, and see, there's people in the chat, see, just by you opening up, I mean, I don't know whether these people were affected by it, no people, right? So, I, you know, go back in the chat and start connecting with their email addresses and whatnot or on Facebook. But, um, I, I if you, if you've got everything ready right now, it is to just show up, talk about the topic that you need to talk about so people can start, start to find you. And you could play it like Facebook one way I like it or Instagram is, you know, if they follow you, 
especially once you make it clear. Like if you started a brand new Instagram or Facebook and from square one, you're XYZ expert on, on the topic you cover and you're getting followers. Well, those are people who are probably interested in that. So for me, some of my selling without being fancy has simply been you're liking, you're commenting, you're interacting. And I reach out mm -hmm. and I just, and I, in a non-invasive, like, you know, whatever way. And if it's the right fit, it's, it is, if it's not great, but I actively reach out rather than them having to take the first step. And that's helped me. And especially when it's free up front, it's, it's easy. So you've got some questions there. I, I actually did that. I actually did um, okay. a webinar. Okay. And um, quite a few people signed up for it. Not everybody watched it, but the ones that did, I did have appointments with those. And I talked okay. to a few, few women. Great. She said the issues that they have, it's, it's very deep stuff. Mm -hmm. And you, you really can get involved in it. Yeah. And it can, you know, really be a good um, emotional involvement and things like that. Right. So I don't right. want to necessarily just don't get anything out of it yeah. because um, it, it's, it's going to take a lot out of me. Right. I get it. I get it. But, but I do understand what you were saying. And you just made me think of maybe I should just contact those women again that I did talk to from the webinar because I only mm -hmm. talked to them once and they told me their issues. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I even wrote a book. I have my book. It's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I never advertised it because, uh, you know, the incident involved my, my child and I had to get permission first to say yeah. all of the stuff because, yeah. you know, it's a lot to put out there. And it's like, it took me a while to get to yeah. that point. But now that I, it's out there, it's like, I don't want it just to be out there and I'm not going to use it. It's out there now. So I have to help. I have to help someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, and I think that part of the thing too, if you start creating the place where they can show up, I mean, I've had people, I'm having people now that maybe they saw me for months on calls and then they're ready. Right. So there's going to be people who saw that webinar, maybe even had a call with you, but if they have that place to continually see some more from you and continue to just gain knowledge, gain learning, they may come back and then you just got to make sure that they know um, that you, you were doing that. But like, and then sometimes up front, I, I know that and that's the fine line right now. Like, are you saying, cause when you say I want to get something out of it, you're basically saying financially, right? Like you, you, something. Yeah. <laughs> well, because what I'm saying is, is really is, is the financial, if, if again, neutralizing the need for the money in the sense of um, like, you can't pay your bills or things. Is the money really going to uh, alleviate? If that's a problem, I don't think the money is going to fully solve that personally. I'm okay, not saying I'm you shouldn't make money doing this. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that you were saying, I, if, I'm re if I'm hearing you right, you didn't want to move on for any kind of free or anything because you're like, it takes an emotional toll for me to go through this process with somebody. I need to get something. So what you're saying is them giving you money is what you're getting but does that going to still solve the emotional toll that, that you're going through? I guess it maybe alleviates it, but. Yeah, but I, I just don't want to get frustrated and then saying that, you know, I'm just doing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd love to help people. I really do. But I don't want to do it too often. I mean, once, twice. Yeah, I can see it. But to just keep doing it. And no, 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 no. And it's not to keep doing it. Like, it's not this isn't an endless game. But right now, like I'm saying, if how many how many people did you talk to? Uh, it was like seven. Okay. And did nobody signed up with you? No. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that for free, 
what price did you say? I'm just, if you're curious, if you don't have to share it, but if you're willing to share, like what price did you have that th that offer was made to those seven people? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to end up, if you, if you're willing, if you want a private message, actually, well, I was going to say if there's a way, actually there is here, I'm going to do something real quick. Um, Cause that way it gives me some context and nobody has to, to see this, but I'm just going to go into the chat for one second. Okay. And, uh, uh, you should see it say only my name. It says direct message and it should say only my name after it. Do you see that? I see for Michael given to me. Yep. So click, click that. And only I will see that number if you're oh. willing to share it. And I won't say it publicly, but I just want to see it for my own context. In the chat. It should say to Michael Gebbin direct message. And then only I will see that. Right. And what did you want me to put in there? The number, if you're willing to share it with me personally. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you want to hear it on audio or publicly, but if you'll just send it to me so I have the context, um, I don't expect you to share that. It's fine, but I just want to see the number. Yep, that's the wrong one. Hold on. And then, you know, as you're typing that, um, because, you know, that's the thing for me. I want, again, so you, you did the initial session and that probably in and of itself has its own, you know, energy that it takes and whatnot. But, you know, that's where my thing is, is like, um, it's not endlessly, but like, um, you know, okay. Okay. And that's for the eight weeks. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so my thing is, is that, I mean, that, 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 that's great. And I don't think that that's out of line with a lot of things that are out there. I'm assuming, have you gone through some programs that have helped you come up with those numbers and things like that to facilitate the eight weeks and all that? Yes. When I, when I went through the certification class, you know, which is a couple of years ago now, and um, lots of things were said in there as far as free stuff, because you say when you're giving content on YouTube and on Facebook, anyway, you're already giving of yourself. Of course. I get that. Uh, you know, but, yep. uh, and the quote she was referring to herself, she said she did it for years. She did you know, give a lot of free content and it kind of, kind of wears you out. Yep. Because you're helping, but you're not getting anything in return. Sure. And then, yep. also, and then some people aren't really serious, and so you're wasting a lot of time because yep. they just want to be free, and you know it's not really meaningful to them. So uh, I yep. don't do that because that's it, that the subject is too is too is too messy. Yep, yep, yep. I get that. No, that's perfect. So, so all I would say is 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 that there's a there's a fine there's a fine line here of the of the people, right? Like that the number that you gave you know, you could go half of that. Like, what's the number? Like I've had videographers who wanted to do weddings before. And they're like, well, you know, I've done three weddings the past three years. Each year I've done about three weddings. I get about three, $4,000 a wedding. I said, well, do you really want to do weddings? They're like, yeah. I said, well, you want to do more than three? I mean, what happens if you did now, granted, you may only want so many people. I mean, I get the depth and the emotional this and that from it as well. But there's that aspect of like, for them, it's a little bit different type of work. But I'm like, would you rather do 30 at a thousand? Because if you did 30 weddings at a thousand, that's $30,000 versus 9,000. Yeah, you're doing a lot more work, but you're also in out there a lot more for people to see you for word of mouth to come back to where then what I see people do is, is they can do 30 for a thousand. Let's just throw out that random number. And the next year they do 15 for 2000. Now that's half the amount of weddings for the same amount of money. And then as they progress, so there's that aspect that you had seven people who had the courage to raise their hand right now that needed your help, that you could potentially help. I'm assuming that was the money the only issue? Technically so speaking, was that what they brought up is probably the biggest thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so 
one of these people literally that he goes, I, when I remember this specific story specifically, and he was like, I just had a lady from two weeks ago. She said she had a thousand dollar budget. And, um, you know, I told her 2000 and she didn't do it. So they already said, no, it's a done deal. None. We can't afford you $2,000. We can't do that. We have a thousand dollar budget. And he went back and said, Hey, you know, I'd really like to work with you. Um, I thought about it. Would you be willing to meet in the middle? 1500. And I'll never forget the email he sent back and was like, Oh my gosh, like, really? Are you serious? And they did it and they got, it was a win-win because right now the demand was not greater than the supply. So right now, like it would be better that you got something because you want to get something. I get that. But rather than there is a, a, a model out there of hold for your, your thing, but what happens if you talk to 40 people, not one signs up with you? Well, what happens if, you know, out of the 40 people you talk to, 10 would have signed up for a half or a third of the price that you gave me. Now you got some momentum. Now you got some cash. Now you get a win. You get you get a win too, because you're going to get real defeated if you talk to 30, 40, 50 people and they all just keep denying you over and over and over again. Because now, I mean, I don't know what you do on your sessions, but you're either they're opening up and you don't get much help because you're like, my help's on the other side, right? You opened your ears and you listened and you gave a little bit, but then you're like, my help's really on the other side of this. And, you know, I, and you can, and, and I believe that when you get those wins and you go through it and you see the outcomes, the true outcomes of the eight weeks, you'll have a greater sense of conviction when you talk to these people to be able to even charge the more and more higher rates, right? Because it, at times we're lacking, because you really, you know, you can help, you know, you've been through it, you've got a certification and you did a webinar and you got people to raise their hand, but right now you just got a bunch of no's. And so if you got wins for something that goes through it and, and you see the outcome that you truly know, my eight weeks transform these women's lives or males, whatever, lives, like that'll have that greater level of conviction when you get on those next calls, that you've had people go through it, that you've had people pay this. And that's where my example of, I think, too high, too fast, right? Like it's not that you can't get there and it's not that you need to do zero. Your zero could be your free content in your strategy session or your free call. That's fine. But you could still be way lower to get some wins, to get some yeses and get some momentum behind you. And, and, and Tashina's saying, which I love that language too, a beta, it, it could be beta pricing. This is going to be XYZ, what you sent me. And I'm doing it for this as a beta pricing for the, the first 10 people, like you can come up with creative ways to get some yeses and get some income from it. And, and there still could be out of the seven yeses, right? You gave them a price and you know, you know what? I really want to help people, but this is an emotional toll. And be honest, this, as much as you went through your thing, this takes a lot for me to go through this as well. But I want to make this a win-win. So come up with a number. Uh, that, that's way lower or a payment plan. I don't know if you offered that there, but a payment plan, you know, so there can be some ways for you to make it a win-win. So it's not, you're going to go through the eight weeks and literally get paid nothing right now, but you could still get some yeses, get the people through that. Does that, does that help? Does that shift it a little bit to give you? It does. Yes, it does. It does. Okay. Good. Any, any, yeah, buts around that, anything that might have you be like, ah, no, no, I, I, I definitely understand. I understand. Okay. okay. Any other thoughts or questions then? Um, no, but I will definitely think about it. It's a good suggestion. It definitely yeah. is. That's why I love listening to you because you bring up stuff that I didn't think of. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, that's my whole, I mean, that's my whole thing because that's all, 
I mean, at times we're doing, we're doing the exact right thing. You're not doing anything wrong in price. There's nothing wrong with it. Like there's nothing that, but it's, it's, I, I like wins with people. That was the whole talk today, right? Get people wins. And so you've got all the ducks in a row as you kind of, you know, you didn't use ducks in a row, but you kind of like, I think I got everything right. All set up. And then, Oh, I did do the webinar. Oh, and I got people to do calls. And now that next step is income from it. It's actually also not just income. Cause that's where I said, do it for free, cheaper, whatever, but it's, it is getting people. Cause has anybody gone through this eight week program? With me? No, not with me. No. Right. And, and so that's where I, I really think that there's little versions of imposter. Do you feel any of that? Like, do you do you do you do you have one thousand percent absolute conviction and confidence that they go through this eight weeks? They will completely and utterly and entirely be changed. Do you know that with absolute certainty that that will be true? Or is there or is there doubt? I'm sure there's some doubt there because it depends a lot on the person. Sure. You know, it depends on their willingness and are they ready to do that? And um, yeah, there's, there's some doubt there, but right, I know but that the program is the way it's set up. It's, it's very good. It's definitely going to help. It's definitely going to make a change if they're willing to do the work. That's what I said. I don't want to just work with anybody. Sure. People aren't there. They're not serious. They just, you know. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people in this environment as a whole, if they're willing to watch a webinar, get on a phone call and talk to you for 30 minutes to an hour, I mean, you can maybe tell that they're if they are, aren't serious, but although already those steps and the courage, if they're in the thing that you're talking about and can help, likelihood mm-hmm. they're wanting help. It's different than like, cause you got to think of inbound versus outbound. Outbound is like, you're going after people, you know, and trying to like, oh, you have this problem. I can help you. And they're like, oh, and there's this kind of weird mishmash, but people who are reaching out to you, there is levels of seriousness. Now, levels of seriousness, Right. Like the reality is you're never fully going to know. I've had people I think are going to, you know, move mountains and they don't. And then people who I don't think are going to do anything do. Um, The biggest thing for me is that they they more or less come to me with a willingness. I'm not I used to just see potential in people and then bend over backwards for them to help them for free, as you're saying, and feel Mm -hmm. very defeated because I have had people that, yes, for free. I just I mentioned it. I mean, a guy on I don't I don't think he's on here today, but like. I've said this, but like, as we talk about looking for big at times, like Mm -hmm. I'm looking when I'm doing this and thinking, oh, okay, like you raised your hand and you asked some questions and I gave some feedback and like, oh, that's helpful. You make me think about things. Like, so I'm like, okay, great. Right. I did that with you. I didn't have to go fishing like this guy about a month ago, he got on and he said, no, thank you. I love your calls. It's really helpful. I said, well, you got a question? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. So I started fishing and I'm like poking and prodding, trying to get a question or a problem or whatever. And he's telling me things and I'm like, man, it sounds like it's good. Like everything's good. Right. And I mean, you might've been on that call, but that guy from a 25 minute call for free in that next month has almost made $10,000. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so free doesn't, a lot of marketers will also make free and I know your emotional thing and, 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 the, and the intensity of eight weeks and going through something and calls with people. I get that. But don't ever discount that free doesn't mean that they're not committed and doesn't mean that they're not going to take actions. I think that there's a lot of marketers, especially at the price you threw out there, depending on what you paid for the certification and everything else. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a not the point. I mean, you know, that wasn't really the point. No, no, no. That's not the point. But what I'm saying is, is that 
people can say things that, again, it's that how to order thing, because we can say things like, oh, people don't think things seriously for free. Well, it all depends on how we did free. In video production, my mm-hmm. greatest things in my entire life came from free. I did a free video for Tony Robbins that led to a $100,000 project with Tony Robbins. A lot of people don't know how to use free in a way that's empowering. And so then, then there's people who do it in a very poor way and it, it does more harm than good. And so at that, at that aspect, that person, if they tell people about free, they're going to make it sound really bad. And, and then nobody takes things seriously and they waste your time and all these things. That can be true, but I could promise you one thing. There can be people that pay that rate you put that waste your time too. Because I've had people that screwed me over that never paid or paid me money and I still had a horrible experience. So the money isn't the, 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 the sole reason whether or whether or not something will actually go well, whether they'll actually take effort because it's, it's relative to their income. If I make $5 million a year and you're the best, uh, person on this topic to, to help, but I pay you 5,000 bucks, I might not even show up to any calls because I just, mm-hmm. right? It's, but yeah. if I make $10,000 a year and I happen to go, I'm paying you 5,000, you know, or 10,000 or $20,000, whatever the price is that you, you have, you know, the reality is, is that I, I would take that very more seriously. So price is relative to the person more than it is. We can think that we're paying a lot at three, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, but th- th- it's always relative to the person. And so um, anyways, just, just keep some of those things in, in the back of your mind as you're going through and you're interacting and you're talking to people because you want people to go through the process, get the result. It builds up your, it gives you feedback, what people like, what they don't like, what's working, what's not working. And the next conversations you have, you become that much more certain and confident and convincing in your abilities. And that vibe and energy you give off will be also a thing that's going to help you, you get, get rates that you want to get um, and demand. So, you know, when you don't have a lot of demand and you don't know where the demand's coming from, like, that's another thing for people like yourself, like, if you don't know how to get thousands and thousands and thousands of people into your offer, I like to make sure that we're taking, this sounds bad, but advantage, but only in a positive way, advantage of what, what we do have there. If there's people that truly want our help, could use our help and we could help them, that when we don't have tons of demand that we we do in, engage with them and we do be able to move that forward and get those wins. So rock and roll, Sonia. Okay. So can I just ask, oh, so the things Please that I ahead. do have in place, if maybe you can get a, give me another suggestion, that suggestion about being free, that's definitely great. Okay, it's something okay. to worthwhile to consider. Yeah. But like I said, I have the book. I have I go on Facebook. I do lives. I I have YouTube videos, and um, I have a free gift that I have for people. Is there anything else that I ought to be doing as far as marketing other than that? Well, I mean, you know. It's always a it's always a fine line, right? Like I've mentioned to Sheena on here a few times, specifically the coaches who are are listening to my calls. I mean, she was really good at, at building an audience, but she wasn't making a lot of money yet off the things because it was still kind of that like, you know, um, I need more. I got to run ads. I got to do this. But it's like she had eight thousand people on Instagram, and ninety nine percent of them hadn't done any business with her, so she started reaching out. So, you know, Facebook. Instagram, if you have an email list, those are places where there is an ability to have a conversation fairly easily. YouTube, not necessarily, because really if people, if, if you had a thousand views on a video that had 50 likes and zero comments, mm-hmm. you can't reach out to any of those people because you don't know who liked the videos. 
And so, um, whereas on other platforms, there is an ability to, to, for you to initiate a conversation, but right now, I mean, up front, there is the seven who reached out. Obviously you had a webinar that there were other people who attended and maybe either didn't watch the whole thing or did, but didn't do the call. How many other people on that email list do you have there? It was, it was uh, 88 people and I did email them again yeah. to, to keep in contact. And I was going to email them again, especially since I had the, you know, the uh, free gift now. So I was going to email them, yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so, so, so at times, and this is a reminder to myself, sometimes we're always going and now, now there's a fine line here, but between like an abundance mindset, which is, you know how to do and get more and more and more, that's fine. But at times up front, there is a exhaust what's there right now, right? Without having to go after more. So I would just, yes, make sure that you do your best to engage with some more of those people because there's probably some more people there that would, um, you know, make sure they know about your content and be consistent. So then, then they know it's there every week. Um, but no, I don't, you know, I don't think that there is, um, I'll tell you something, and this is for any of the coaches that I've, I've just been curious and looking at. And I used to think that it was a, uh, for a long time, it was just such a cheap site, but I, I looked up, there's a new sto- uh, category and there's a few different categories of this. And, um, on fiverr.com and there's literally life coaching, but there's, you know, I'd have to look for your specific category. Um, so I don't know that that would be there, but I want to give everybody else. Like there is so many, are you going to make $300,000 or a hundred and something thousand dollars a year on, if you use this site, I don't know, but almost anything that probably people listen to my calls. If you're a designer, you're a coach, you're a writer, you're a social media manager, different topics, that site, you can create your own gig. So you can go there to find people to help you help do the right titles. Like you might even look into that for your YouTube, right? Making sure if you're going to upload content, there's people that for 20 bucks, they got 400 reviews and they do it. Like I've been having somebody do my thumbnails as a rock star. And like, I'm getting 10 thumbnails for $35. I'm only putting up a video a week right now. And he's doing a great job and he's been fast and quick and, and everything. And so you, there's ones on there about YouTube SEO that they'll listen to your five minute video and they'll do the right titles and tags and descriptions so that it ranks and it gets found. So you might just be great at being able to record it and upload it, but then you might put up 50 videos that never really get seen, but the right little optimization, you could have put up 10 videos and those get seen and get you a lot more eyeballs. So Fiverr on both ways, I've fallen back in love with it. I didn't use it since 2012. And so it's FI, you know, five with two R's, Fiverr.com. But not only can you find just about any service affordably to get help with quality, you can also put yourself on there as a service. And they're potentially like I saw now, again, your topics slightly obscure specifically for you, but you could still do a little research. Um, but like there were some life coaches. I thought, okay, yeah, but these life coaches or these people are going to be like $5 an hour or something. There's a gal on there. That's got hundred dollar plus an hour. She's got 200 reviews. Um, so there's, he said, you're specifically might be a little sub niche for that site. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think that um, up front, the other thing to look at is places that those people are. Are there YouTube group or not YouTube, Facebook groups where you can collaborate um, with people? Tashina is somebody to look into because she's been somebody who's 
knowed how to network with different groups and get with the owner and get it where you could do a live in the group and talk and, and create and you give away your, your free book beyond podcast. I mean, there are some things that don't cost money because yeah, if you get your, if you get your offer dialed in and at the prices you're talking about, I mean, ads can be a way in the future potentially. Um, but up front, you know, podcasts, Facebook groups, there's places you can collaborate with people who have the audience of people that need the help, but maybe they're not offering exactly what you're offering and you can collaborate with those people. I mean, when I went in, I did that, get my coaching back up and going in 2019, I was able to get live, go live in groups and just offer value. And then people reached out to me and that started my, my career. And again, it's, it's all about, you know, you getting that momentum going. And then over the next 12, 24 months, you really get a business going with this, with this, with this area. Um, and, um, yeah, but I think you just need to, to get some yeses potentially from the 88. Like, I feel like there's some yeses in there. They had the courage. Cause that's a topic. You got courage. If you're going to put your email in, you're going to show up to a webinar. You're going to put your name in to get on a call. Now it's just a matter of like that next step. And that's where I think that you could have, you could work out something, be at that place where they feel more VIP upfront, beta group, whatever you can do that gets the people to go to that next step with you uh, for something rather than nothing, rather than needing to find more and more and more new people. So. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds really good. All right, Sonia. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you. Let's do our quick little fun uh, look in your camera. I just take a little screenshot okay. with my shade face today. <laughs> a little yeah. thumbs up from you, Sonia. All right. Okay. Appreciate you, Sonia. Check yeah. out some of the people in the chat. I think they'll have their emails and different things. Um, I won't get off here quite yet. I'll let you uh, let you grab that. But uh, I appreciate you, Sonia. I wish you the absolute best. Thanks. Okay. Awesome. Great. Great, 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 everybody. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so many different people helping so many different people. And that's what we need, right? We need, there's so many different topics. And, and I feel like people who've gone through things, who better to help somebody than the person who's gone through it, right? Norman, who better to teach people music? And Norman, you need to go on there. That's why I was telling you, Norman, go on Fiverr, check that out. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's, there's places. I mean, it's better for us to um, be doing something in that, whether it's paid nothing or paid a little. And I get certain certain topics take up uh, far more um, emotional energy than others. Um, something to keep in mind, uh, I say that bad free work, just for this real quick, bad free work is free work where you are being solicited to do things for free, where people are entitled or expect for you to do things for free. That to me, usually for the most part, doesn't work out very well. So when people, not always, I've tried in my life. I mean, I haven't always, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't always paid the best, but I think most of the people who've helped me through the years with my video production company or other things, I usually, I'm not all taking. There's a lot of takers out there um, and all they'll do is take. Um, so I've always tried, but, but money doesn't always have to be the exchange thing. So I've had people where I mentored, coached the crap out of them and they have great businesses now. Um, so they might've shot or edited for lower or free rates at times, 
but I was equally helping them or connecting them with people for projects and, and there was equal value exchange. It's people are like, do all this for me and I'm gonna hook you up. Sometimes that does happen. Most times it doesn't. Um, for me, the best free work is where I'm soliciting other people to do things for free. Um, uh, or in the instance of like upfront, right? Like the aspect I'm saying here, I mean, different topics, like I said, different emotional energies and things, but like that aspect where, um, you know, uh, I want to be doing the work. I want to build the confidence. You know, I've told you all the story and I'll end on that probably, uh, you know, with my same day edits, I got hired to do wedding videos back in the day, right? All these random videos that my peers said, you, you can't just sell the same day edit. You just can't sell that short video. You got to have this and that, da, 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 blah, 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 and all these things. So I did all that. I kept wanting to do the same day edit. Thank God something in my gut said, do it anyways. I did a video about this not too long ago. Um, too many times because we haven't figured out how to uh, charge it all or charge a lot or charge a little. We don't even do the thing at all. And my assertion is do it anyways for most people's categories of things, right? I get that Sonia with the topic she's covering may not want to, you know, go deep with, you know, 40 people and not get paid. Um, while simultaneously, like I said, if that's an issue, yes, you don't want to feel taken advantage of, right? But again, up front, your payment, and I didn't say this in Sonia. Let me see if you're still on here. I hope I hope you hear this because I didn't think about this. But remember, payment isn't always money. So up front, those eight people that for one reason or another couldn't afford the rate you told them, think about payment also in, um, yeah, sometimes you can exchange services. Sometimes, of course, Tashina can be testimonials. I mean, there's things, but also you getting to learn right? Feedback, going through the program, right? So there's, there's other forms. One day I made a video once. It was really great. I wish I had, I wish I had the thing, but like, you know, sometimes it's affirmation. Sometimes it's accolades. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's praise. Sometimes it's, you know, a learning experience. Like there's, there's, there's things that we are gaining when you know, you're freaking unbelievable at your thing. Like I had a, I, I'll never forget this, this time, a, a, a dad, when I was like doing really well, had plenty of demand for my, my, my services, had no problem booking people. He's like, well, my daughter, you know, she's really attractive. And, uh, you know, maybe you could give us a deal. It'd be great in your portfolio. You know, in the beginning of my career, if I didn't have any weddings and I was charging a thousand, maybe I'd do it for 700 bucks with that, with that pitch. Right. Okay. Sure. Great. I got a person that's willing to pay me. Like I'll do it. But at that stage of my career, I didn't need to do that. Like it just didn't make, it made zero sense. So there's times and places to be bold and don't, don't, you know, do anything. And then there's times and places to be far more flexible, right? When you know you're unbelievable, you got tons of demand and very little supply. You can stick to your guns on everything and be good. But when you're getting this business going, to me, flexibility can be really powerful. Anytime you're getting a business going, but I still used free work strategically deep into my career. You know, I find that you create the rules so you can break the rules. So there's always an asterisk, which means the fine print. So there are times where I might say, I've tried to never say never anymore because there's, to me, 
certain situations where I may do something. There's certain situations where I may do far more of something at certain parts of my career. Um, so it just depends on where you're at. But to me, payment can come in different forms. Um, but I can tell you that if something is emotional, emotionally draining, um, money alone, like for me, greatest payments I ever get I mean, I, I need money to survive, which is why I ultimately charge for it. I'm doing it as well. But at the same time, my greatest payments is the breakthroughs, the wins, the successes, the happiness, the joy, the, the happy tears, right? That's one of my greatest payments. And honestly, no amount of money ever like gives me the greatest satisfaction as that. Now, yes, I need it and all these things to pay my bills and make a living and be able to do more of this. I get all that. But like for Michael, personally, no amount of money ever uh, gives me that kind of satisfaction. That's the exchange. So for me, somebody could still pay me a ton, but they could still be difficult. They could still be extra draining. They could still, you know, complain. They could still take no actions. And no matter how much they paid me, if they're really not getting anything out of it, they don't feel satisfied, that's still is more frustrating than a person who's not paid me a dime and they're thriving off of it. So anyways, just keep that in mind. Payment comes in many different forms. Um, you just want to continue to be able to get better and better at what you do, get results, know you can get the results, and then you can, you know, put yourself out there more, more people will come, more demand, and there you have it. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah. Tashina says, yesterday when a client said I was an answer to the prayers and put me in tears is better than any payment. Yeah, we need payment. I am not an advocate for not getting paid. That's the whole thing. I want people to make a living doing what they love and doing the thing that they may be called to do. So we've got to get paid. But at the basic premise, too many people are not getting paid and therefore they're not getting to do it. And therefore no one's getting helped and no one's winning. And so I always want to, to people to be flexible and do things and, and make things win-wins and find strategic ways and, and, and creative ways to do things to keep moving forward so you can reach places where you're getting to be paid what you really you know deserve to get paid relative to the results you produce people and help people produce. So rock and roll, everybody. Hope you had a blast on today's call. I appreciate you, Sonia, for sharing and doing the work that you, you're, you're doing in the world and all those who are on this listening uh, live or listening to uh, the replay on YouTube or in podcast. Um, if you want to reach out, reach out to me, uh, mindtuneuptimelive.com. You can go to the contact page. You can also um, uh, join the Zoom sessions here every week. Uh, you can hit the coaching if you're interested in the coaching that I brought up earlier. Uh, you can go to Facebook as well and send me a message if you have any other questions or thoughts. I am a non-pressure, non-pushy guy. If you're ready now, great. If you're not, that's fine too. I, I feel that there's too much of that in the world and uh, I am here to help. So uh, when you're ready, you're ready. And uh, that, my friends, is when I get to have the best time with somebody rather than forcing them and pushing them and coercing them into doing something. Uh, when they're ready, they're ready. So Lisa, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, Norman, my man, rock and roll. Joe, Janice, uh, who else is in there? Tashina, always a pleasure. Who else is left? Who else is left? Gail, Julia, Cohen, my man, Marie. Uh, Marisi, Marty, Robin, hey, Sonia, and Sue. Appreciate you all so much. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing some of you on Thursday, actually. And uh, whenever you're ready, ready. And uh, that's it. Rock and roll. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.